This is Dave of Live Life Loud, the Decibolic Podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us with Marv. Welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibble, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am joined by uh, three friends of mine. First of all, Jen Longworth, Jennifer Longworth from uh, Bourbon Barrel Podcast. Hello, Jen. Are you okay? Doing all right. How are you? Fine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, also, from uh, the podcast Songwriters and Original Songs, from uh, Queensland, Australia, John Nicholson. G'day mate, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, John? Doing very well, thanks. Thank you. And last but not least, my good friend from years back, uh, Sam Wheatley. How are you, Sam? I'm fine, thank you. I hope you are all well. We are, thank you. So... uh, how is everybody? Uh, what's everybody up to at the moment? Anything interesting? Um, Jennifer? It's cold, it's snowy, it's icy, it's gross. <laughs> Working from home, that type of thing. Kentucky in the winter. Yep. So how about you, John? No, no snow there, I'm guessing? No, it's summer here, um, but it's actually for, for summer, it's a pretty cool day for us. I always have to remember whether you're talking Fahrenheit or centigrade over there. Um, we, we obviously only talk in centigrade. Um, so it isn't a very warm day today. It's just average about 23. But I guess for you snowy people, you'd love 23 degrees C. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, just a pleasant day today. Um, so it's late summer. Um, we've probably had our hottest and we're just settling in for, the, for our, we'll stay this sort of temperature now for a, two or three months. Okay, and what about for you, Sam? What's it like there? Um, it's it's okay. Um, we're getting about eighteen degrees Celsius during the day, but it's kind of overcast. Um, it's just regular weather. It's not quite t-shirt and shorts, but it's not freezing either. So it's it's okay. It's raining a lot yeah. though, as as per. Mm. Yeah. You move over to Spain and you've still got the same rain as you have in the UK. I kind of like it like that. <laughs> I, I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I could live in uh, in the south of Spain where it's like forty degrees centigrade every day. It's too much. Mm. 
We've been in drought for about two and a half years here where I live. Um, um, this last six months, we've actually had normal rainfall, but we can't make up for the two and a half years wow. drought. So most of our dams and water supplies are very, very low. The town I live in has water shipped in every day. Oh, wow. I live, I live on tank water on a farm, but, but for the people in the t nearest town, the water is shipped in by tanker every day, 28 tankers a day. Wow. So, so how does that work then, John? Does it come from a different area of, uh, of Australia? Um, see, we're at the top of the mountain. Really, you only have to go down the mountain, you know, it's a thousand metres down the mountain. You get to the bottom and then they've got a lot much, uh, as I said, the water's running, it's running okay at the moment, but it's the makeup. So down the hill, we've got quite a few dams you know, in the warmer place and they've got plenty of water. So, and we're all part of the same council district. So we, they just ship up the water for us. It's cheaper than, they'd like to build a pipeline, but of course that takes too long. Our dams are still, I think, I think our dam, major dam here is about 11%. Interesting. Wow. So, so it's a, there's a lot more rain in Australia, but we're in what we call a green drought. When you look at the place now, we have lots of green where we used to have brown, but it's not very deep. The, the water in the, the artesian basin is not full yet. Um, we probably need another year's of rain. We are in a... Um, La Nina now, and which means we should be getting above average rainfall, but it's struggling to make up for three years without rain, that's all. But but there is good reasonable rainfall now, it's just that makeup we can't do. Well, hopefully it will last for a lot longer. We sure hope so. We sure hope so. Yeah, it will. It has done in the past, but it's it has been a very difficult time. We've had bushfires as well. I've been evacuated twice for bushfires, so it's an exciting life here. Yeah, saw something about the bushfires on the news, didn't we? About, you know, Australian bushfires. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. We don't normally get them up here where I live, but it was very rare, but we had one and it was very bad for about a week. Um, we didn't know whether we'd come back. We didn't know if we'd come back to a house or not, but the wind changed direction, which was mm. fortunate. And we were all good. No loss of life in the area, which is the main thing, really. Houses can be rebuilt. I, I, uh, so, I, can't, I kind of find, find that terrifying. Right. It's it's not something that really I can, um, I can get my head around, because I've, it's not something I've ever experienced. It just seems terrifying to me. Equally in California when it was uh, happening there, it just Indeed. Mm -hmm. it terrifies me the thought of that. Oh yeah, we were nowhere near as bad as some of the areas further down south in New South Wales and Victoria, and we rarely get them, so we don't live with the threat of it all the time. But, you know, some of these communities, it hangs over their head all their life, really, and they're used to it, but it's very difficult. And as I say, it's always okay. Houses can be rebuilt, but loss of life is always the problem. Yeah. So to change subject, the, the elephant in the room then would be uh, what's it like in each person's, uh, you know, uh, where they live then for, you know, uh, you know the, the COVID pandemic, you know, what what's it like over there, John? Is it completely obliterated? Well, after being, after being the dark side of everything so far, this is where we're the winners. Um, I, live in, I, live, I live in Queensland. Uh, we have had no, not, one, not one COVID case in Queensland now wow. for over a month. We've only ever had about 400. Remember, we're a, we're a state that's about five times the size of England, 10 times yeah. the size of the UK. Um, we, we don't have a lot of people. We only have about 4 million people. Australia had no cases at all yesterday. Wow. Um, except one in quarantine in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. 
we have been very, very aggressive in our management of it. We've had real lockdowns, not English pretend ones. My son lives in London, not yeah. Eng not English pretend ones, not uh, not American, not even pretend ones. Um, and uh, we've had real genuine lockdowns, and they've jumped on everything. I mean, Melbourne closed the whole of its businesses down for five days because it had one case start again in the community, yeah. and they closed it down and they got rid of that. And now, basically, we're the only time we have a case is when something escapes somehow out of quarantine. Um, but we are almost COVID free at the moment, and, but we're only just starting vaccinations. But of course, it's not as urgent as it is for other places. So that's the. So now we, after droughts and bushfires, we're we're actually on a winner with COVID. That's good to know. That's great. I mean, you've 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 you know joking you know aside about the UK, that is something that for me in the uk it sort of bugged me in a way because when they did the more aggressive lockdown around march of last year for about three months in the uk it was actually making a difference so you know they got it down to i think they got it down to about 70 cases not deaths but 70 cases in a day or something but then yeah. but then they, they reopened everything and put it into this tier system back then and I think they were wrong in doing that personally I think they should have left it for about another month and you know I mean I know there were financial uh, problems with that but you know because they didn't leave it for that bit longer they've actually made the financial problems potentially worse by opening up too soon and then we've got it really bad in the UK now as to, in comparison to what they had uh, in June, July of last year. Third, third highest deaths per million population in the world behind Belgium and Slovenia, UK. It is. America, America's about fifth. Um, we're 111th. So. Yeah. Um, but, but my son lives there and I have other family that live there. And I think it depends where you are, how what the lockdown was like from many of my sources even in the hard lockdown there was a lot of people that weren't doing the right thing and and us australians are usually the rule breakers for some reason we decided we were going to do the right thing don't know why this time yeah absolutely what about over there sam what's it like there in spain well um march 15th uh, 2020 was when lockdown uh, the first lockdown started here in spain um i remember the day well <laughs> um we were in lockdown uh, for three and a half months. Um, and since then, we've been in kind of intermittent lockdown. So um, the cases fall. You're allowed a bit more freedom, if you want to call it that. Um, and then cases rise. So you're put back in lockdown, etc., etc. Not too far removed from, um, from the UK tier system. And... Um, I believe that even though um, here we've got we're starting to roll out the vaccine as in uh, other countries, I think we'll see a spike mm -hmm. during the summer um, because I, I I I think people's patience has been tested with it being locked down, not locked down, locked down, not locked down. Um, so I just think in the summer people will just I I think they will flaunt the rules of social distancing etc. You know. It's a hot day. People will want to go, say, to the beach or where, wherever. So I think we'll see a spike in the summer. 
I also think the lockdown, the first lockdown last year, um, I have to agree, I, th- I, I, I believe it should have been longer, not just for the, uh, for the cases uh, right. of um, COVID, but um, there was a significant improvement uh, in the environment because we weren't yeah. using cars, we weren't traveling on planes, what, you know, all, all, all that sort of thing. So I, I think for the environment as well as for for the human reasons, I, I thought the lock, the initial lockdown should have been longer. For us, the question right. that has always been, I guess for all of you, nobody really knows the hidden um, mental problems that it's caused, unfortunately. I mean, we, we've had no cases. We normally lose, you know, people every year, as does everybody else, from fl- influenza. We've had nobody die from it because of our lockdowns here. Yeah. Our death rates dropped on over lots of things, but we, we really don't know the, cons- the consequences on people's mental health. I think that's going to be a big issue too. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's equally uh, difficult on on families, not not f- just from the lockdown itself, but um, if you're with somebody for twenty four hours a day constantly, I, I I don't care if that's somebody that's the love of your life. At, at, at some point you want some sort of distance some sort of space some time for you, some sort of time for yourself and i uh, i have friends who who have children and it's been very difficult for them too with mm. you know schools open yeah. schools closed and they've got to homeschool uh, it's just i just think the the signals that have been sent out not just from the spanish government or the uk government just well in general with the exception of maybe australia new zealand who have also handled it exceptionally well it's been very mixed the signals it's like how can mm. you put people in lockdown and then still have schools and universities open that to me it makes no sense just things like mm. that um and as you say the mental toll that it takes that it, almost a year intermittently in lockdown must we, we haven't seen the full effects of that yet i don't think mm-hmm. And the amount of people that unfortunately weren't able to be with a loved one when they passed was terrible. I mean, it was bad here, I'm sure. In other countries, it was even worse. Yeah. What's it like over there, Jen? Well, it depends on who you talk to, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, it ebbs and flows, and the different states have different rules on lockdown, so we didn't haven't done a national anything but Kentucky did this or Florida hasn't done that. Or so if you go to different places in the country, it's a different story. But I got in on a trial vaccine back last June. It's one that's not in the news, but uh, I'm getting paid to be a guinea pig. So I've had three shots uh, so far and uh, hopefully that makes me immune. I haven't caught it yet. My daughter got COVID when she went back to school after the break. Okay. But she was fine. It was, you know, no big deal for her. She felt crappy for a couple of days and then was okay. But she couldn't go back to school for two yeah. weeks. But you didn't catch it from her. Mm-mm. Go on, I, I guess I guess that um, for us, Martin, we live in smaller countries where a national lockdown is easier. For somewhere like Australia or, or yep. the United States, it's surely it's almost impossible to to implement a national lockdown, just based on the size of of, of, of the country that you're trying to work with. 
it'd be a challenge for sure. Yeah, we didn't have a national lockdown either, but but all of the premiers of our states may they formed a national cabinet with the federal government and uh, and they tried to keep things a bit online, but but it has not been a national. We've had borders closed and open in different states and different rules. So it is challenging, mm -hmm. particularly with, for people who live near border towns has been very difficult, but that's always the mm. case. Yeah. I, I live 20 minutes from a border, so I, I, I couldn't go south quite often to the, over the border, which is really us only 20 minutes away. In fact, the southern town is nearer than the northern town to me over the state border, but for a long time I couldn't cross it even. Yeah, we had that type of thing happening here. Uh, that reminds me of uh, um, less than a month ago. Um, so you couldn't leave your, um, I guess your postcode area, you know. So I, I live literally um, 30 seconds away from Bilbao, but technically I'm not in Bilbao. They uh, okay. had, I have to cross a bridge to get to Bilbao, but they had police patrolling the bridge. So from my side of the bridge, I couldn't cross into Bilbao and they couldn't cross to where I live. It was it was really weird. Um, it's a it's a strange experience. Yeah, yeah. In the UK, when when we when we first had the full lockdown back in March, it was interesting because I'm out anyway as, as a supposed essential key worker anyway. So it was it was interesting because I'd be out and there were police out at every junction out of this town, out of where where I live in you know in Newark and. Um, so they were all there all night, parked up, stopping people or and asking them where they were going. Obviously, they'd let me through because I'm a you know a security vehicle. Um, but and then so that only happened for like a couple of weeks, and then they loosened off, and I didn't see vehicles parked up stopping anybody. It's like they've relaxed it too soon, you know. A bit like John said, you know that, you know the the sort of like almost rolled over and just let people mm -hmm. do what they do what they do no i do like some of your terms in the uk my son works in 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 london and he works in alcohol production and he's considered an essential worker i don't know what that says about <laughs> the, oh, definitely. the english 100 eh? <laughs> percent. he is the most essential of the essential of course <laughs> I, say, I must say i approve i approve but i just thought it was strange that he's, an, he's kept a job all the way through he's an essential worker i think that's interesting that one i mean I can understand why they'd say that me being an alarm responder, why I'd be, yeah. I suppose, uh -huh. you know, because businesses, you know, people will still try and loot businesses if they can get away with it. So we still have to oh, respond. Yeah. So and, I think uh, you'll find alcohol production has increased in nearly every country. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, but I think that goes back to the, um, to the mental side of things that you mentioned, John. I think people are trying to find different coping mechanisms with everything that's going yeah. on. Sure. Definitely. Thank God for music, eh? Yes. That's it. And yes. Wow, John, that's a good transition. What there. a segue. <laughs> You'd think I did podcasts, wouldn't you? <laughs> you, you would, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's great. I've got two experienced podcasters with me so they can make, make things better than I normally do. <laughs> so what John is alluding to there is we've 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 got together to discuss an event that happens every year online and all four of us have over the years taken part in uh, something called FORM which stands for February Album Writing Month and the idea is that uh, there's, a, there's a website where people will go to and we 
basically try to write 14, well, we basically try to write songs over that month and uh, the usual number that most people go for or have in their in their head is to go to, for 14 songs which is the the average number of uh, songs that you have on an album so um, so every year thousands of people now um, take part in this songwriting challenge where we we write songs we post them up and uh, we check each other's songs out comment on them and um, basically have fun writing songs and uh, and then checking other people's music out is is that a good description yeah that works yep <laughs> so i've been sure, taking yeah. go on john what's that sure i said sure does sure does yeah it's pretty much what it is um but it's a very special place it is and it was uh, originated by uh burr settles uh his friends his friends eric distad and i'm trying to remember who the other two people were jen uh eric was the other one i could remember off the top of my head i don't remember i have to look i remember those two and they started in 2004 is when the four friends did the first one yep yeah, and they did it on a uh, an online um chat page or something didn't they or something i think yeah i joined the second year i joined in 2005 so if you okay. look at the list wow. if you can find the list of chronological order of who joined i'm like number five on the list or something that's my claim to fame in the fallen world <laughs> I haven't participated in a few years, but I'm like number five on the list. You're, you're, so you're number veteran. five after the original four. Oh, sorry. Go on, Sam. Yep. I, I was just saying uh, Jennifer's a seasoned veteran of four. A retired veteran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got a couple up this year. I, I, that might be my limit this year, I think. Dear me. Slacking. I usually show up and get my rock hands by throwing something in the tip jar and then I'm gone. The past few years, that's what I've done. Uh, when I was really active in FOM, when I got started, so 2005, my kids were preschool, kindergarten age. Okay. Well, now they're in college, so my life has changed incredibly over the course of time. Like We were doing homeschooling songs during those years, you know, writing songs to teach them things and Right. My kids wrote silly songs for Palm a couple of times. Uh, so th there's no rules really for Palm. Um, just to be creative and, and go for it. And if you make it to 14, that's awesome. If you make it to one, that's great. Yep. If you make it to 38, like Davy Boy 103, yes. <laughs> um, that's good for you. <laughs> you know. It is. Wow. It's a personal little challenge. If you're interested, I think the four people were called Burr Settles, Matt Hooper, Eric Distid, and Willis Ferenbaugh. That's that's the one. There that's correct. Yep. I found the archive. There's an archive of 2004 form on the internet. Yeah. Nice. And only now have I realised that actually I was in touch with Burr the other week, and he sent me details, and it's on my uh, on my Facebook messages. <laughs> 
in the past. <laughs> Too many Burr things. Burr and I went to high school together, so that's my connection with Fawn. Burr and I were good friends. Okay. That's good. In high school. That's great. And he's still around, isn't he? I saw him come in and make occasional comments this month. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I had a... Um, I, f I, f I felt really good last year, actually. I mean, because um, I actually did uh, one of those four-track recording uh, tapes and oh, uh, yeah. and Bear is actually on there because I think we did it, we did like a reggae almost... Um, almost uh, police inspired tune where I put some bass down and then sent that to John Cooper Ryder and and then John's brother Tom uh, he put something on there and um, and then Burr finished it off I think with some guitar and a vocal I think which was quite cool hmm. one of my favorite projects on farm was a virtual choir I did and a guy wrote all the tracks and then sent them out to a handful of us. And we recorded our separate parts and he mixed them all together. And I mean, brought tears to my eyes hearing the final project. It was so amazing because there's of us all over the world coming together to do this virtual choir thing and having it sound good at the end. <laughs> it was, it was just magical. Yeah, it's amazing because another one as well where I'll just say to people that one of the uh, um, challenges that are involved as part of form, some of us do what's called a four-track challenge where we all have four-track tape recorders uh, from from back in the day and we all wow. record a track each, then we post it on to somebody else and eventually when four of you have taken part, it gets mixed together, the song, and then it gets posted up. And uh, one of those, one year, we actually did it where, so there was one person from Japan, one person from, uh, so I forgot who it was from, but yeah, somebody from Japan. Then it went to John Cooper Ryder in, in America. And then uh, somebody else in, oh, I forgot where it is now. I forgot where, where Beto is from. And um, I, did, I did a collab with Beto yesterday. Okay, wow, that's cool. And then that's brilliant. He's cool. Elissimo, then, Elissimo uh, in um, Informia. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That's who it is. Yeah. And uh, then it ended with me because I added um, Glockenspiel to it. Oh, nice. And uh, so, so you know that was that was that's the cool thing about it is you're you're collaborating with people who you wouldn't normally collaborate with, but because they're from all over the world, mm -hmm. and that's one of the fun things in there. And when among lots of other fun things as well. I've made many good friends through collaborations, people I keep contact with a lot now, and I still write songs with outside of form. Um, That's cool. T Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Gordon from Kansas, him and I are, are talking about working on an album together. We, I write, I, although I do everything normally, I actually just write lyrics for him and he plays them and in a particular style I know he likes. Um, yeah, but I've got a few more I work around the world with. It's really cool. Marty, I do quite a bit of songs with Marty from uh, South Africa. Um, so, yes. Nice. But, yeah, I've got quite a few I keep contact with outside of form. And then there's people in form who I've met since as well, such as uh, Pete Murphy and uh, who's down as Pete Murphy. And then there's uh, Paul Hudson, who's known as Dragon Dreams as well. I've met him and he actually made me a guitar as well the other year. So, cool. Yeah. 
And, uh, but for, for anybody listening, this is Sam's first year doing form. Yes. Oh, congratulations. So be- Thank you. How's it been for you, Sam? Um, it's certainly been enlightening. Um, I, I, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I, I love the community. I absolutely adore the community. I think the support within the, the community for each other is, is amazing. Um, I would consider myself, just on a pers- from a personal point of view, I'd consider myself a guitarist who happens to know how to play a few other instruments. Um, I'm not really a singer either, so most of my work has been instrumental. Um, but the challenge, the, chal- the mental challenge and, and, and um, to come up consistently with material has been great um, because I, um, I've always got a lot of ideas in my head and um, I, I do suffer from a lack of motivation. Um, so it's been, it's been absolutely great for me getting new material out. And um, whether it be uh, written words, spoken words, or you know, through music, I, I just love to be creative. Any any form of art, you know, whether whether it be just some something as simple as a, as a, as, um, as a painting, or or just jamming on my guitar or anything, I just love creating. Um, and this month's been it's. It's been phenomenal, and and the feedback um, from from the community um, is it, it, it's such a, a motivator to carry on and keep and keep going. Um, I don't believe I, I'm aiming for fourteen. However, I don't believe I think if you do one song and uh, as as Jen said, if you do one, you do thirty eight, you do hundred. It doesn't matter. The point is that you you're exploring. The creative side of yourself and and that is something i i absolutely love and as i say i love the feedback from the community um how you know you, you put you post a song up and then um some just somebody will listen to your song and and give you um constructive and positive feedback on what you've done and it, it, it's great and it's mm-hmm. also i think it's I, I think it's been quite um a, an eye-opener in terms of listening to other styles by other people that I wouldn't necessarily listen to. Um, just mm-hmm. randomly going through song lists, and, oh, this, uh, the title of this song has, has caught my eye, I'll listen to this, and it'll be something totally and utterly... Uh, uh, it'll, it'll be a polar opposite to something that I would usually associate myself with. And, it, and it's opened me up to a, to a new world of, uh, of possibilities within music. Yeah, I think that's a positive about about it. Is like you said, the um, the community that's there because you'll you'll find if 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 uh, if you go on the site, there's, there's forums there where you can chat with people, and if you have any problems, you can always find some advice on there if you need it. And and also, like you said, you'll go on there, and there's people from all di- that do all different types of music. So you'll discover things that you you might like and you wouldn't have thought of listening to before. I think one of the great things about a community, um, not just form, but in, in the life is, it's how the, how the community reacts to difficult situations as well as good ones. Every year, somewhere along the line, you nearly always get one wacko somewhere, you know, let's be honest. And, and the, the moderators don't even have to fix it. The community just basically 
moves in. It's such a great community. The community just overwhelms any issues that come up and they just go away. It's extraordinary. You know, you get one idiot on here who just comes to cause trouble, but the community just sorts it out and says, no, we don't tolerate that. And, and that, that is one of the greatest things about the community. They, they just don't tolerate bad behaviour. Um, and where else can you go on the internet and not get bad behaviour? You know, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the the positivity and the support and, and the love within the community, uh, especially I think during a time like now, as we spoke about the current pandemic and everything, I think it's it's more important than ever to find connection with people in in any any way you can, and 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 I think it's it, it's been great for me. Um, uh, I think mentally, from a mental point of view, not forget put aside the music for a, for a second connecting with new people in as you say from different parts of the world from different walks of life who maybe usually I wouldn't associate myself with it's, it's been a, a huge eye-opener and and it's opened my mind to to different uh different let's say cultures and different types of people and it, it's been fantastic I've really enjoyed mm. I've really enjoyed this first year and I will definitely be going again next year I, I, this is I'm I'm in it. I'm all in. My chips are in. <laughs> I, I think because of lockdowns, I think my my I think it's probably as many songs as I've ever seen at this time. And I definitely think they're a little bit darker than some years. I think that's natural. <laughs> but but just I've just seen that. And I, I don't don't know if you guys know, but I'm I'm the I'm a terrible overachiever with listening. If you ever look, we have a club on here called the Century Club. And because you know how many how many comments you've made, and I'm always number one there. That's where I, I I've I've, awesome. li- I've listened to over 550 songs this year already. Wow, that's say that number again. Five. I'm actually on 546. I'm looking at my list. Wow. Uh, and that's common, but of course that fits with my, you know, and the fact that I run a podcast and a lot of the songs I play are from places like form so I'm always on the lookout for new songs I must say that as important as creating um is that side to it John you there has to be for for every song created somebody to listen to that song and and I think that's amazing I think to have 546 listens Mm. within what we're 19 days in into February I think that's amazing I, I I think you should be applauded for that I know I've got. I mean, I'm lucky. I've got the time, you know. And uh, but 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 I enjoy doing it. But uh, I, I, it's 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 a it's a great opportunity. And, and you know, let's be honest. You know, once once February goes, everybody talks about March, but it really slows down, you know. And people slowly move off. So it's your one chance. And if you've got the time, it's the time to do it, you know. Because not everybody leaves their songs open either. So or they remove them. So you can only see so many. It's unfortunate, really, that this episode isn't coming out until the 26th. Well, I should have my 14 by then. (laughs) (laughs) One of the great things, I don't know whether Sam has been involved in, but we haven't talked about skirmishing. No, I haven't. John, explain to people about skirmishing. A skirmish in advance... um, uh, so it might be for Friday. Somebody says, Friday, I'll be running a skirmish. And they put, uh, we've got a standard template. You put it up and it basically tells you the time that it's going to start all around the world. So it might have EST 4 p.m., GMT 10 a.m., Australian time, 4 in the morning. And if you, at that time, on that minute, the person who's the host puts up a prompt. 
and you have one hour to write a song and post it. Now you can do whatever you like. You can write a lyric. You can write a full song. You can do a full production. You can do whatever you like. At the end of the hour, you put up what you can, and obviously there's a bit of leeway, a few minutes over if you want. I mean, again, it's, it's form, so you can do what you like. If you post it four hours later, so be it. But you agree when you go in and do the skirmish that if you put a song up, you listen to everybody else's who puts the song up. Um, and we usually have about two weekends. I think last second weekend and I think the fourth weekend we have what's a super skirmish. So every two hours there's another one for about 12 in a row and you get to do them. And uh, I say everybody comments and and I I feel like I'm, I'm not deliberately plugging this, but my last podcast that came out on Wednesday this week, I took all songs from, I ran one skirmish and I've taken most of the song on the agreement with people and I've taken all the songs from that skirmish and made it into one podcast. Nice. And you will, and you will be amazed on the quality that comes out of it. Which episode number is that, John? I think it'll be 19, episode 19. And my podcast available on all all, you know, Spotify, uh, Google, iTunes, anything you like. Uh, or my provider is Buzzsprout, and you can get it direct through there. I also have a Facebook page called Songwriters and Original Songs, and the links are on there. And you can subscribe anywhere you like. I was going to ask you for that later. <laughs> oh, well, I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but skirmishing is so much fun. What you can do is extraordinary. And, is. and the reason I do the podcast really was simply because obviously a lot of my listeners are not just songwriters. I have quite a lot of listeners who just like listening to music. And I wanted to say my son sent me a message yesterday and said, wow, isn't it amazing what people can do in one hour? I just don't think people would believe what can be done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sam, you talked about, um, you know, keeping the, the thing about um, the thing about um, when you've got an hour, you have to throw your internal critic out the window and just go for it. You don't have time for the internal critic. Yeah. And that helps a lot of people in songwriting, not just for skirmishing, but for the rest of their songwriting. You know, it, to me, skirmishing is just one tool in a kit. Yep. You know, of your multiple things that you do and write songs. But when you learn to write that fast and learn how to get rid of you, if you learn nothing else from skirmishing, but to get rid of your internal critic, you win big. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, when you do a skirmish, a lot of the time, all that you're doing is you're getting the uh, the basic chord structure out there or whatever the, the music uh, the music that you're basing it around and the melody and the lyrics out and that's what you you're getting out in that hour anything else if you've got the time that's great but it knuckles you down to working on the bare the, what the essential elements of a song are per se you know the the lyrics the melody the harmony and the the accompaniment the arrangement it helped me enormously in in being able to create songs i i actually teach songwriting at festivals and quite often and and as part of that teaching i teach people how to write a song in an hour and i have a structure i have a structure and whatever now, of course it's a basic song it's not the song that necessarily sam and martin and i and jennifer want to write tomorrow but i know if i'm forced i know i can i can write a song in an hour now i i do them live so i i'd, I'd stand in front of people and we write some we probably write it in half an hour because I usually only run the session for an hour. We write a song in the middle of it. And, of course, it's a standard, you know, two verses, one chorus, um, you know, two verses and, a, and an outro. 
in a standard chord progression. But I, I say to people, if you can do this, if you can do this, you've got a go-to. So when you're sitting there with your blank sheet of paper, you know you can get something. You, it doesn't matter. You know that you can write a song now. It's just how good it's going to be. It's not that you can't do it. And that's what I teach people. Everyone can write a song because here's a take away all of the art, make it a science. When you've learned the science, then you can put the art back into it because the art makes it fantastic. But you can turn songwriting into a science to get you to make sure you can always deliver the song. Another interesting thing about skirmishes I found, it's been a long time since I've done one, but was that you get one prompt. Everybody in the group gets one prompt, but what different directions people can go with that one prompt. Absolutely. I think of it, I'm like, oh, well, this definitely sounds like something soft and soothing with these lyrics. I'm going to go off in this direction. And someone else is like, oh, man, this is great. Rock and roll. Woo. You know, and I'm like, okay, that's not even what I thought of at all through this prompt and everything in between. And that always, um, I don't know, tickled me to see the different perspectives and interpretations, I guess is what I'm looking for. Interpretations of a, a single sentence or a couple words or something. Everybody expects me to be obtuse, Jennifer. I'm renowned for it. If you put up a prompt, <laughs> if you put up a prompt, I'll write my, probably one of my most, the best songs I've ever written that has been recorded and is on albums. I, I wrote a song in a, I wrote a lyric only in a skirmish. I didn't have time to do anything else. And the lyric was called On the Fence. And I, wore, I wrote a war song about the worst place to be in the middle of a war was sitting on a fence. Oh, wow. um, and that's been recorded with myself and a guy called Andrew Taylor. And, and, and that was written in a skirmish. I think I wrote it in 20 minutes. And as I say, this, it was on the fence. And everybody wrote about, you know, not choosing this or that. I wrote this completely different thing. And that's what you say. People write most mm -hmm. amazingly different songs. Amazing. It's just I find it fascinating to see what people will do. Yeah. yeah, I find it fascinating as well because uh, so that people know, you know, in, in case there's anybody out there who's ever thought about doing something like this, it's not always about the musicians, it's about people who write words as well. So mm. th there are people who only write lyrics, there are people who only write music. And uh, an interesting one is when people who write lyrics will post up a set of lyrics and then multiple people set that to music and the music that people set these lyrics to is so different as well. So you'll listen to one version of set of music that somebody set to those lyrics. It'll sound completely different to what somebody else has set those lyrics to. And, you know, so it's it's interesting. I had a sure. message from a guy from in Canada called Moon Raccoon. You might have seen him around. He sent me yeah, a message this morning. He, he wants to um, do a different version of a song that someone else has already done of mine already this year. And I say, yeah, go for it. I'd like to see what different people can do. It's great fun. Mm, it, is. Mm. it is. So have you thought about that one, Sam, you know, about collab collaboration? What, what's your, your take on that? Have you done any of that yet? I haven't. I'm very much a, a solo artist in every aspect, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've had I've I've had uh, I believe three offers for collaborations and um, it's something I'm seriously considering doing before the end of the month because I, I, I as Jennifer was saying it I think it's fascinating how you can get one idea or or 
not one idea or one um, a, a line or, or or a riff from a guitar or something and then uh, even though you're reading the same words or listening to the same uh, piece of music or whatever it can be interpreted so differently yeah. by two people and I, I, um so i'm i'm very interested in in, in collaborating with different artists um, to to see their perspective on 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 um on, on what i've done and how they how they see it and what you know they might see it completely differently to how i've created it which doesn't uh, detract or, or uh, from from what i've made in fact if anything it adds to it, it adds another layer another dimension and um yeah, it's something that I, I really want to get into. I'm I'm still a bit tentative with the community being as it's my first year. I'm yeah. just kind of like feeling my way into it. Yeah, Sam, Sam, I didn't do hardly any collaboration in my first year. And um, and I always think my second year I did about three. And now, you know, I do them all the time now. Um, I did I did have a podcast on just collaborations from, from Form. I did, a, I can't remember which episode it was, but, and I had Alex Clages, who some of you know, Metalfoot, who's one of the very, very, um, um, uh, profuse, you know, there's loads and loads of songs on there, and he he admits that probably that's his favourite thing about form, and a lot of other people is the collaboration. But there are lots of the key is there are lots of things about collaborations, and when you just need to when you start doing collaborations, you just make, need to make sure you get your ground rules right. Um, I, I'm a person; I put lyrics up, and you can make it a punk song, a rap song. You swear you can do whatever you like. If I put it up there, you can do what you like with it and I won't criticise you. But there are other people that are more sensitive to that and, and you just need to make sure with whoever you partner with, you just make sure, I'm not saying people are difficult, but just make sure you've got your ground rules. Do they want to see it before it's posted? Do they not want to see it before it's posted? Mm. I'm the easiest in the world. Uh, and I, I just said, you talked about Beto um, Alissimo. I just did one with him. In fact, we've got Zikoops on drums, who's an old favourite and uh, and uh, Alyssa Mo yeah. and I did a song together and we just did it and we had, uh, you know, there was no um, no egos around, you know, and that's what I find most of the time. Everybody just said, yeah, we'll fit that in, we'll try this, we'll do that. But you just need to get it right. But as you get more confident, I think collaborations really opens up another door as well. And you see other things you never would have thought you would have seen. Right. So, John, are you cool paradisio? Oh yes, I'm called Paradiso. Yes, I was like, I just found you <laughs> on farm. I'm like, oh, there you are. So you see, I've done 32, 32 songs this year already. Thirty-five. Wow. Thirty-five. Oh, there you go. More than thirty-two. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I did a skirmish this morning about three hours ago. That's insane. That's that blows my mind. Like the level of output is it's incredible. Yes. I think in my first year of form, I think I did 68 songs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I can't get my head around that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not as if, like, I've just started writing music this February. I've been writing right. music for years. Yeah. Um, I think that's partly why I, I'm, I'm a bit tentative with collaborations, because I've always worked on my own. Um, you know, the first musical project I released... Uh, in 2015, I did that entirely by myself. So that's where I get a bit, uh, with collaborating. But yeah, um, it took so long to write 
all the music and, and, and to get everything recorded and everything synced up. Every, just everything about the project took ages, um, took months. So, and that was, I think, seven tracks long, maybe 32 minutes or something in yeah. total. So then to see someone like yourself, John, for example, or, or, or you, Martin, your first year, putting out this incredible number of song, songs within, within such, a, such a short space of time, absolutely blows my mind but it's the thing that i think john was going on about before we started the show he was on about the thing is that a lot of people that do form you're just getting that basic song out there and that's that's why there's the speed of it is that you're just getting the song out there and you're not you're not you're not looking at the production as much and it's 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 almost it's it's freeing freeing in a way but also quite scary as well because then you put in the, you know, you know, it's it's almost like the naked song is out there for people to check without all of the, the bells and whistles of everything else there. Oh, I I absolutely agree with that. It's very scary putting out something so. I, I don't really want to use the word basic, but you get the idea when I say basic. You know, the the the, the foundation of the song, as you say, without all the trimmings. I still find it a, a, quite a scary prospect. A number of the songs I've done, I've I've been able to produce pre- pretty quickly, and they sound um, they sound okay, like from a production standpoint. Um, but but maybe half of the songs I've put out are, are demos, um, and and yeah, it's it's just, it's scary because, as you say, it's just the bones of the song and. Um, I always feel like uh, I'm going to be like critiqued um, more, or, or maybe more harshly. That's form for you, because if not there, we're not. Because form is the one place you can you can spend ten minutes belching and you won't get back. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, you might not get lots of comments, and people might make a comment like, "Oh, that's interesting." But, but I'm serious. <laughs> if 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 you're ever going to break free of perfectionism, anybody wants to try and break a little bit away from it, try new things out. It's the safest place you can possibly. I think do. you've just inspired my next song as well, there, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm really, I'm by nature, I'm a lyric writer. I write lyrics professionally, and I write electronic music and do quite a work in the Asian markets. When I come to form, I, I'm different. Not, not totally, but I record all my own songs. I do my own vocals. That's, I would, I don't normally do that out there in the rest of the world. But in form, I try everything out. And I don't care. Some of it works. I did a electronic, sort of electronic rap dub song this morning. Wow, I'm nice. si- I'm 64 years old, mate. For goodness sake! But I had a crack at it, and it was interesting. And I learned something from doing it. I know that forms a place I can do that. Forms where you can do that kind of stuff. I think a big thing there that you, you you're touching on is. And stepping outside of your comfort zone, outside of the barriers that you would build up for yourself, um, you know, you're in that safe space mm-hmm. uh, as as an artist, and you're stepping out outside of that without being judged really, you know, harshly. People are honest, but people are constructive within the community, and um, 
so you you're able to as you say as you've been saying free yourself from from you know from those barriers that you that you that you put up for yourself and um it's been it's been it's been um so far it's been a a fantastic learning experience not just um not just musically but introspectively about myself i've learned a lot this this month um through through um through the form website and through the communities and through and through everything that's that has passed this month i think if you want the best example um in my opinion go and have a look at gordon gordon's from amsterdam he's a friend of sapiens who's the great heavy metal man of um but gordon plays much different stuff as well although they play together he's done 96 songs so far and and you won't find one of them that is terrible. They are, I'm sure to him they are nowhere near ready to go. He's extraordinary. He just is unbelievable. But have a listen to any of his songs. They are, they, you'll go, that's not a bad song. That's not a bad song. That's not a bad song. He's extraordinary. And that's, he, he, I say, he's on 96. Um, and he, he obviously uses it because he, he, as I say, he does albums with Sapient and he takes a lot of quite spacey type music as well. Great guitarist. and uh, But he does, I suppose you'd call just pretty middle of the road poppy type songs. And I think he tries everything out and he just throws them all down. Extraordinary, he is extraordinary. That's incredible. So basically what we're, what we're saying is uh, for anybody that's, uh, that's, that's a musician or interested in writing songs, it's the perfect place for you all to go and, uh, and and try it out. And, and Martin, I think, I, think that I think you did touch on one thing there that's really important, is that you can be a lyric writer. I mean, we have, you know, you mentioned Liz Petty, uh, Cindy Prince, Stephen yeah. Watt, uh, Arthur Rossi or whatever, there's about yeah. four wonderful lyric writers, absolutely wonderful lyric writers. And if you want to go there and play a bit of their music, or if you want to go there as a lyricist and get somebody to play your music, that's all there too. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah, absolutely. And they're all people who I've collaborated with that you just mentioned as well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We know the go-to lyricists. We do. Go on, Jim, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say it's fawm.org yes. is the website. Yes. yes. That's important. Form.org. Anyway, so, uh, Jenny, have you got any advice to give? As the retired veteran of the group, uh, just get in it and get involved in the community because the community is what makes it so special, as you all have alluded to. And I, I turned a goofy lullaby lyric into a half-metal, half-sweet song one year with some help of one of the guys you mentioned, I think. <laughs> And early on, like I said, I started in 2005 or whatever, collaborations, there just weren't as many people who found out about FOM yet. So collaborations didn't really start becoming a big thing to me until a few years into it. And then it just exploded. But we didn't have skirmishes and stuff like that when I first started. Yep, and also if you, if people are interested and they go on there, you'll find that on the web page, on the site, there are uh, what's called tools. If you go in, go to the uh, go on there and look in tools, and they'll have things like uh, uh, title suggestions or there's uh, 
there's also something where it can give you like word ideas as well to build lyrics from or to give you that sort of inspiration it's it's a fantastic site to help you with the, and to inspire people to yeah. write yeah I, um, I don't know if you'd agree with me Jen but I would say um, if you if you're going to do it just dive in and yep. do it um, don't 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 have any trepidation about it nobody will 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 judge you uh, for who you are what you're writing people will um, the community as you say will Will be respectful in it and it's a it's a it's a fantastic experience it's awesome just go in go all in with it it's it's amazing yeah i played a song backwards one year and it worked i mean i wrote it and then reversed it in my software and it, it worked <laughs> so you never know you know uh sound design and experimentation or experimental music or whatever this is a good place for that as well forms like Forms like any community, I think. Um, I think you've all said this. I'm only just sort of saying it again, I guess. But it's like a community. Um, if you join a community and you sit in the corner, it, nothing happens. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Sam said you've got to jump in. The key with form is when you get in there, the first time you get in there, as hard as it is, you throw yourself into everything. Take every challenge you can. Take every collaboration. Join the forums. When you join a group of friends out in, in the real world, you... In the early stages, you have to turn up and be there all the time. And then as time goes on, you can drift around and come in when you want. But at first, you've got to make a big effort. And with form, you put in some effort, it'll come back 10 times in form, I can tell you Absolutely. now, if you go and have a crack at it. But you have got to make an effort, you know? That's, that's the way it goes. Absolutely. Anyway, John, where can people find out more about your show and get hold of you? Um, well, as I said, there is a Facebook page called Songwriters and Original Songs. Um, my provider is Buzzsprout, so I guess you can log on to Buzzsprout and get it. The best place is to get it off of, the, of that page. Um, I always post it within form. It's also available on all of the channels. So, you know, Stitcher, um, um, uh, what else? Uh, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Basically, whatever you listen to music on, you can almost guarantee it's there. Um, and of course, in all those places, you can subscribe and then you get to see them whenever you like. That's pretty cool. Cool. And J Jennifer, how can people uh, get hold of yourself? Bourbonbarrelpodcasting.com. Could you say that again, Jennifer? I didn't hear it. Yeah. Bourbonbarrelpodcasting. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, do, do, do you want anyone contacting you, Sam, or do you want to stay anonymous? I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Kneekapper. That's N-E-E-K-A-P-P-A. -E -E or on Instagram, just Kneekapper. Uh, where you can see me swooning over my favourite classical violinists on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm cool <laughs> if anyone wants to get in touch with me. But they're absolutely welcome to. Um, I'm always open to converse with people about anything, really. Okay, and pods like us you can find on any uh, streaming platform where there's more streaming platforms and I've got time to be able to spend listing them all, like like I've already been mentioned, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, it's everywhere. You can also find more information on the show at themarbzone.org forward slash pods like us. 
anyway thank you everybody for talking with me today thank you thank you it's been an absolute yeah, thanks, man. it has as always yep thank you very much and i'll uh, catch up with you all again and thank you everybody for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of pods like us <laughs>
If I hear the lotto numbers, I'll send them to you, all right, mate? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yes, <laughs> 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 if I had a dollar for every time I've been asked that question. Numbers, he'll tell us. Because <laughs> he's in Queensland. My, my, friends, um, my friends ask me um, to tell them the football scores before they come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So what actually happens today, Martin? Can you give me any clues or just go for it? Because you can tell I just talk anyway, so. Uh, basically just going for it, we'll use the, uh, I think, the idea that I had, I think, where it's just, what is it, uh, intro, uh, general, then talk about form, then Jen, Jen will give some advice, then in the next bit, and then it'll be the, uh, where to find everyone and the, uh, the sign-off. So Sam and Jen in form? Yeah. And what, na what names are you? Uh, just at and then my name, okay. <laughs> all as one word. Um, sure. Yeah. I haven't seen you, Sam. I don't think. I think I've done. I've, I've done twelve or thirteen so far, oh. and I've got I'll one to... in production at the minute. I guess. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to catch up. I've, wow. I've not. I've not managed to. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. I've not managed to. Um, like fully produce them all. Like some of them are still demos because you know you're constantly uh, churning out new material. It's hard to. I, th uh, I think most right. most people don't worry about production too much unless they really got the time. The key to thoughtful is getting some songs out there, and get them started, I'm, and then finish them later. I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm quite quite fastidious about those sort of things. Though it annoys okay. me. Just little. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, you've got twelve. I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. Most, I think, I think most are instrumentals. I, I'm not really a singer. I don't claim to be. Um, I'd probably consider myself a guitarist that can just play a few other instruments, like yeah. more or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. I'm, I, I, I like the fun of it. I like, I like being creative. I guess. I guess that's all what it's about, exploring mm, yeah. uh, different forms of creativity. I'll, I'll save that for later anyway. <laughs> that's, what was gonna, that's what I was thinking. We're starting to do the yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah. <laughs> we are. We are. Jen, Sam, John. Yeah, am I here? Yep, yeah, you're here. Oh, yep. hello. Hi, okay. hi Jennifer. Um, I believe we spoke before. Uh, I believe we had the pleasure yes. of speaking before. <laughs> Hi, Jen. John. John from Australia. We don't think we've spoken before. I'm in Kentucky. I'm in. I'm in a little town, two and a half hours inland from Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. And, and yes, Sam, my neighbours really are about a kilometre away. Wow. That's pretty cool, actually. I wish my neighbours yeah. were a kilometre away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I live on a farm. I live on a farm now. So. I okay. wish my wish my neighbours were a kilometre away and not like. Like ten feet above me. <laughs> oh, mine are like maybe four feet the other side of my wall. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I've got some the other side of this wall as well. So I've got neighbours ten feet above, ten about three feet three feet below me, and then about ten foot the other side of the wall as well. So, yeah. <laughs> but on, on the on the down on the downside of that, sometimes the. The frogs and the cockatoos make so much noise there. I can't hear any more than you could if you had a car going past. I understand. I, I, I mean, I guess it depends where you've lived for the most time. 
But I guess I, I think I'd prefer that to to like random industrial noises. I yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes, most definitely. And I've lived I, everywhere too. I'd much rather hear cockroaches and uh, and frogs than than transport. Cockatoos, not cockroaches. Oh, cockatoos. Cockatoos. <laughs> cockroaches don't. Cockroaches don't make a noise. No, they don't. No, no, no. no. But they're big here, I tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of cockroaches, to be honest. Um, no. 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 I live in the <laughs> Just, mountains. No. We, we actually don't get them here in the mountains. I'm up in the mountains, so we What's don't get them. Again, uh, it's quite cold here where I live. Um, you, you, think, you probably think of Spain as a hot place because I'm up north on the coast. Um, it's quite cold, so we don't, get, we don't really get them either. But um, the times that I've encountered with one in real life or numerous I absolutely like just scream like it feel or something I'd, I'd just be, oh. <laughs> freak me out well we, we're famous for all air bugs here so that's, well that's yes you are for, we, we don't even worry about we don't even think about it You, if you thought about it you wouldn't live here probably so yep, speaking about cockroaches reminded me of the film uh, Joe's Apartment I don't know if anybody's aware of that film. I don't believe I've seen that film. No, I don't ring a bell to me. Who is it in that film? I'm just asking Louise at the side of me. Put her on the spot now. Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I don't believe I've seen that film. It's really funny. It's, it's a good film. Jerry O'Connell and Megan Ward. That's true. Yep, that's it. Yeah. There you go. But that's funny with the animated cockroaches and that that live in his live in his apartment and uh, the, the, all singing and yeah they do song and dance routines and everything in the film. It's, oh, yeah. I, I maybe should watch that. It might desensitise me to cockroaches. That's right. You might that's see it. the fun side. You might see the fun side of cockroach then. That's right. No such thing. <laughs> no, there's no such thing. No. Sam, what you said too, everyone thinks that we, we have quite hot weather here, but I live in the mountains, so we get quite cold weather too. So like today yeah. here, it's, it's not it's not hot. I mean, it's not like England is at the moment, but uh, in America at the moment by the sound of it. But but in the winter, we do get we do get some zeros here where I live. So um, we do get frosts and about every 15 years, we get a fluttering of snow. But, you know, because I'm up right in the mountains. So. But from what I've seen in America and England, it's a bit more than a fluttering at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been reading about Texas. They're all going a bit yeah. crazy there, aren't they? Because they're not yeah. actually used to... I guess for many people, if, if they've not been outside of uh, their home state, I guess it might be the first I've ever seen snow and, and, yeah. and weather like that. And they've got power cuts, haven't big power, lack of power supply or something. Mm -hmm. so I, I can't hear myself properly with headphones so i've had to take one ear off <laughs> yeah i usually have one off yeah it's the robin gibb impression that <laughs> that's, that's right <laughs> <laughs> let's hope it doesn't end up a tragedy hey <laughs> well is it yeah, yeah well there's not many of them left is there? there's one left i think just Barry left now, isn't there? He's doing like country. Yeah, Barry's left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. 
Anyway, let's let's get this show on the road, shall we? Yeah, I, I, I love using reverse reverb. Yeah, I have, a, I have an admission to make, which is on my first form, I uh, was a uh, I was doing static security work, so I was sat in a cabin uh, on night shifts, and uh, so I'd I would take a, a guitar and and some like uh, what, like an harmonica and possibly some other bits as well in a bat and with me. And then I go around do I do the patrol, and then I go back to the cabin and I'd be writing or or coming up with songs and then recording them to the laptop and then posting them up. And the so, but the first time that I did that, I'd just started a shift on a site and I'd arrived. I did a patrol and then when I got back to the cabin, I noticed that there was a skirmish going on, and this is in my first year, and. Uh, I saw these lyrics that uh, uh, Liz Petty, who's known as uh, K -Kalo, Carlo uh, K-A-H-L-O 2013, she put some lyrics in that she wrote to this skirmish and she'd finished these lyrics in the, within, the, within the first half an hour, which is when I suddenly noticed the skirmish, saw these lyrics, loved them straight away, and within 20 minutes I'd actually set those lyrics to music recorded it and had it posted up before the hour had run out so basically within an 